go in the intro now. All right, hit it. Thanks for listening to Hip Squared. I'm your co-host, John Beecham. And I'm Troy Kramer. And this is American Fantastics Pop Culture Podcast, celebrating everything from the mainstream to the independent, weird, old, and local. Troy, how's it going? Uh, Worn out and exhausted, but all in all, pretty good. Good. Yeah. We're hanging in there. I feel I feel you on the exhaustion front. Mm-hmm. But um, I, uh, I've i been learning all kinds of new things at work this week. Ooh. Oh, that's right. You're training this week, yeah, right? Yes, so I'm training, and um, I'm getting my AutoCAD skills down. Yeah. So it's uh, been a lot of like pointing and clicking and uh learning new skills so mentally taxing but not too terribly you know stressful at least that's good yeah how about you um i've been i so i've been teaching a class which i've Mm -hmm. talked about a couple times last week we had their we had our second test yeah and i've kind of been for the class just going along reading the syllabus as it goes along Mm -hmm. um saying it's like all right we're gonna cover this week this this week this this week well um Sunday, I was like, oh, I'm going to get ahead. I'm going to work on a whole bunch of this work. And I was working on this work, and I realized that we had a test last Monday. Mm-hmm. I scheduled our next test for next Monday. Oh, wow. So I'm getting through an entire section's worth of material and have a test in about three classes. Man, that is pretty intense. Are yeah. you, like, punishing your students or just trying to get to um, the- Well, a lot of the material kind of carries over from one section to the other, mm-hmm. so... They're not learning a whole lot new. They're just doing the same math, different day gotcha. kind yeah. of stuff. So, There's yeah. A, yeah, it's a lot of learning and education going on, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, keep, it's keeping me busy, and I'm sure it's keeping them busy. So Very cool. Well, um, today I'm going to talk about a couple of comic books. Uh, the first one is uh, called Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes? Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes. Kind of like okay. Lumberjacks, but with oh. Janes in the end. Um, it's a really cool comic. It's, uh, it's, I'm not its target demographic at all. <laughs> it's, um, it's a, it's a comic that's ostensibly for teenage girls. Oh, okay. Although I think almost anybody could kind of enjoy it. Um, but it's written by Noelle Stevenson. Mm-hmm. She does, uh, the bulk of it. And um, Grace Ellis, Brooke Allen, and Sharon Waters are also involved. It's been around from 2014, and it's still going. Okay. And the premise is that it is takes place at a girls' uh, summer camp. Okay. And they're all kind of, like, competing for merit badges, and um, they live in a cabin together and kind of go through, like, those trials and tribulations of, like, adolescence and growing up. But there's also... Um, all these supernatural goings on okay at the same time okay so um i was gonna say just looking at the because i'm you got the cover here, or the yeah. book here and i'm looking at the cover it just looks like they're all kind of happy to mm-hmm. be there um yeah and oh man just opening the book it's a lot of dark and screaming yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of action in it there's a lot of um mystery involved too okay um but it's really intriguing because it doesn't really give you everything all at once Okay. Um, but it, it kind of starts out as these girls sneaking out late at night, and they are um, set upon by these three-eyed wolves that are intelligent and can talk. Three-eyed wolves. Yeah. Because they're following this woman, I think, who transforms into a bear, and then that's how they're, they're, they're kind of, like, ambushed. Oh. And they're sort of pulled into this uh, 
kind of like supernatural conflict. Okay. That they um they just kind of like navigate themselves through and it's interesting like the way there's like a whole group dynamic. There's like ones that are the leader mm-hmm. and um, there's ones that are kind of like more shy and reserved. There's people that are like way more headstrong mm. and people that are more like cautious and okay. they all kind of have like their own like strengths and weaknesses. But the uh, like the friendship between the girls is really cool and kind of like is very strong and builds over time. Okay. So it sounds like it's just a kind of a feel good teach uh, teach kids lessons kind of, kind yeah, of story that goes I'd, along. I'd say it's kind of like very action and adventure hmm. it definitely has that um dynamic of like teaching you about loyalty and like friendship okay and like how to be a good friend i guess okay but um a lot of it too is just kind of like action and adventure and butt kicking <laughs> okay so i mean I, I learned how to be a good friend in my loyalties through game of thrones yeah but <laughs> okay. uh, i guess this is a this is a good alternative yeah, and these people won't be like stabbing anybody in the back literally or figuratively <laughs> well they well, might you never know they're strong i was gonna say you got plenty of sounds like it's still going on you have plenty of time left mm-hmm. anything could happen but uh, no, it looks like a really cool book. I've I've liked um, comic books and graphic novels for a while. Mm-hmm. I remember back in like grade school uh, when the teacher was teaching up front, I would always sit at the back uh, because he set up the seats and that's how it worked. But mm-hmm. at the back of the uh, at the back of the classroom, he there was this bookshelf, and on mm-hmm. this bookshelf were all of these. Um, classic novels in graphic novel form any yeah so there was the invisible man there was like hen uh henry the eighth not henry the eighth um oh it was a bunch of shakespeare stuff yeah henry well it was henry Henry the fifth henry the fifth yes yeah Yeah, i knew it was a henry (laughs) um king lear but like all these old like classic Macbeth was in there as well Mm -hmm. all these old books in a like graphic novel super thin uh form that was really nice to like it was a good way to introduce kids to these yeah. uh, stories without them having them read like classic Shakespearean age. I, think I remember those. They're kind of called like classics illustrated or something like that. They're like kind of old fashioned looking. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, no, that they, they look super old fashioned. They had like okay. a yellow yellow cover on them. Yeah. Um, we never actually read them in class. <laughs> I would just like in the back of class grab one off the shelf and read it while he was teaching something else, probably <laughs> Spanish because yeah. I was not interested in that. Well. At least you got a little bit of an education accidentally. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, but, but like, I think, all of that gets to go back to graphic novels and uh, comic books are cool. Yeah, I think they're definitely cool. They're good for um, getting people that aren't normally readers to read because the pictures and the visuals do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, like, focuses on dialogue and characters and not so much um, – like all the rich descriptions of the scenery and the details like that. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same concept when you're in like movies or video games of show, don't tell. Mm-hmm. So like, give me, give me an illustration of this beautiful mountainside. Don't tell me that it was paint, like the pink lights glancing off the snow was gorgeous and all this yeah. stuff. Like, give me a, give me a visual picture. And it's a lot easier for people to pick up. I agree. There's a lot of cool things that comic books are able to do. Um, they're able to condense stories, I feel like. Like, you can mm-hmm. get a lot of uh, story told in a fairly short amount of time. I also think they're really good for um, action and, like, kind of cartoony, mm-hmm. sort of. And um, I remember when I was a kid reading comics, they sort of become, like, a movie. Like, to me, like, they sort of become am- animated almost, like, in right. my mind while I'm reading them. So that's really neat. Um, 
and and like books like Lumberjanes are cool because it's kind of getting you out of that like like when I was a kid growing up I really liked superhero comics but I wasn't exposed to much else until I was older mm-hmm. but it's neat now because it's kind of like getting people out of that one paradigm of superhero comics and kind of like comics about friendship and comics about uh, kids growing up and I think that is a way to like reach a much wider audience than just focusing on like you know adolescent fantasies basically right and the it's kind of tricky because because comic books and superhero comics have been so generalized that whenever somebody picks up a comic like whenever somebody that doesn't know much about comics shows it to another person like Superman's probably the first thing that mm-hmm. comes to mind or Batman comics of old they don't think that you know you know nowadays we can do we can do different things with these we can tell different kinds of stories um so no I like that a lot and the other thing is uh with comics a really good comic artist can make you excited uh just by changing the size of the panel so like when yeah. you're getting to an action scene uh, by making the panels smaller and smaller than having less content there, you're looking through them quicker mm-hmm. and you're flipping the pages more frantically. Yeah, pacing is definitely something that they can change. And it's really neat, like all the different um, techniques writers and illustrators can use. There's a really good book that breaks down comics in a very analytic form. Mm-hmm. And it's called Understanding Comics. It's by Scott <laughs> McCloud. Very original uh, name title. It is. It's <laughs> But it's, it's so... Uh, the the genius of that book is that it, it kind of like it, it basically gives you a class in comics as an art form. Okay. And breaks it down. So like, yeah, like when you're talking about the different sizes of the panels and how that can be used to achieve different effects or um, other ones are neat. Like they'll show the kinds of um, transitions between panels. Okay. So there's some panels that'll just go from like one piece of the story to the next where it's like telling you like a story in chronological order. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that's really popular in Japanese comics is they'll show you different um, aspects of the same scene. Okay. So you might see like a city park and then you'll see like, you know, a couple on a picnic blanket, but then you'll see like, a bird on a branch and then you'll see like a lonely park bench and things like that. Mm, okay. So, so it's really neat. Um, just the, all the different ways and like all the different uh, things that people can do in comics. Um, in Lumberjanes specifically, what I think it does well is that because it's created by women, mm-hmm. um, it's not demeaning at all. Cause I know like a lot of the superhero comics, hmm. especially like anytime you ever see a woman, or a man for that matter, but they're all just very objectified and like very idealized in terms of body. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we could do a whole podcast on that at some <laughs> yeah. point, just in every form of me- media. You could. I, I agree. But uh, comics are especially egregious, but I'm glad that there's yeah. more, more and more female uh, creators out there making those. Um, to switch gears, so Lumberjanes is a fairly recent comic. One of my favorites that's been going on for a long time um, is called Usagi Yojimbo. Okay. And this is a, um, it's an American comic, but it's by a Japanese American named Stan Sakai. Oh, okay. And it's, uh, it tells the story of uh, Miyamoto Usagi, who is a ronin in the Edo period of Japan, which is kind of like your classic samurai setting like around the 1600s. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the cover, and I feel like I'm missing a crucial yeah, piece of information <laughs> here. Well, everybody in Usagi's universe is an anthropomorphic animal. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so Yojimbo 
is uh, Japanese for rabbit, and so Usagi is a uh, rabbit samurai. <laughs> and all the different creatures, all the different people are, um, they're animals, and they're kind of like reflections of their personality. Like one of his big good friends is named Jen, like G-E-N. Okay. And he's just this tough rhinoceros, basically. Mm. Um, and then there's other kinds of um, creatures beyond that, and they all, like, kind of follow, like, a little bit of, like, uh, I guess they're stereotypes of those animals. But um, it is weird and fantastical of a setting, that sounds like. Mm-hmm. It does a really good job of uh, depicting, like, feudal-era Japan, <laughs> and uh, it gets into a lot of, like, the folklore and, um, like, the history of Japan, too. Like, it'll teach okay. you about the customs, mm-hmm. and it'll teach you about different aspects of Japanese society as you read it. Okay. And this is based on his knowledge, like his knowledge of the history. Yeah. Or... Well, it's it's kind of a like a pastiche. Yeah. Part of it is like the research that Stan Sakai has done mm-hmm. um, in Japanese culture, and part of it is he based the um, Yusagi Yujimbo on uh, Miyamoto Mishun, who was an actual samurai. Okay. In the Edo period, hmm. and a wandering Ronin, which is uh, a Ronin, somebody who doesn't have a. Um, a specific master okay and they kind of like wander around it's a very romantic kind of uh idea so not a, not quite a mercenary but yeah it's kind of like a knight that doesn't have a master i guess or doesn't okay. have a lord um yeah it's much more romanticized in samurai movies i'm sure mm-hmm. in actual feudal japan it was probably very dangerous to be a ronin because probably. you didn't have like <laughs> <laughs> you know an, an entire like lord's estate to protect you but um but it's the 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 story itself is is told really beautifully and um, it's a really good comic for people that want to like s- start out with something fresh because there's not there's not a huge amount of continuity that matters to each story. Okay. And each one is usually very like episodic. So you you usually get to a beginning, a middle, and the end in the single issue. Okay. And if there are arcs, they're usually only um a few issues long, but they're um and then the other thing that's incredible about it is it's just longevity. Usually in comics, you'll have a writer, an artist that'll kind of like rotate every few um, months to every few years. Mm-hmm. But to have the same artist writing a comic for over 30 years and illustrating it is just like almost unheard of. And mm-hmm. um, I know, as this is like a testament to Sakai's persistence and also the fact that he hasn't burnt himself out, he's only come out with like. A little over 160 comics. Oh wow! In that time, <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like a lot. Um, but well, if, well if, I was thinking the opposite. That doesn't sound like much for yeah, over 30 years. It doesn't. Yeah. So, um, but they're just beautifully well done, and they're in black and white. Oh, Image okay. comic, or sorry, Dark Horse Comics is the publisher. Um, but I definitely recommend people check them out. They're also in uh, trade paperback form. A lot of them. Okay. And I think there's about 30 volumes. They all have about like five or six issues a piece. So. Mm. That's another really good way to uh, break into them. Uh, Lumberjanes is like that too. So if you're somebody that doesn't like to uh, collect the single issues, which I know can get kind of expensive and time consuming, like right. But uh, in graphic novel format or trade paperback format, there there's a few that come out that are already out. So, so what is trade paperback format? So trade paperback is like the soft cover um, form of a comic book that usually is uh, going to be about 
you know, a few, a little over a hundred pages, mm-hmm. and it usually collects anywhere if it's like single issues from like six to twelve issues. Oh, okay. And so what a lot of collectors do now is that um, instead of buying the single issues that come out every month, they'll get the trade paperbacks that usually come out like once or twice a year. Oh, okay. And so you can have like a whole bookshelf, and they're basically like a paperback book version hmm. of comics. Oh, okay. Much so, so more you don't... convenient. Right, and you don't have to like have a thousand yeah. comics I mean, sitting, sitting somewhere. Exactly, and and eventually, I mean, they probably won't be as valuable someday. Right. Except for like hardcore collectors, people would still probably want like the single issues mm-hmm. and everything. But if for people that are casual readers or just people that don't care about the collector value and just want a good story, that's definitely the way to go. It's way more convenient to read that way. Well, that's awesome. So that's a whole lot on uh on uh what's it called uh comics and all that sorry somebody's coming in right now so oh, okay. I, I lost my focus for a second <laughs> but uh yeah no that's sweet uh well for me this week i didn't really know what to talk about so i'm going to talk about um something that i'm going to hopefully go see this weekend um like i said uh, when i was in high school i was in the school musicals every mm-hmm. year and uh one of the musicals that i went that i was both in and that i'm one of them it's the same story musical that I'm going to go see this weekend is one by the name of All Shook Up. Okay. Um, you probably have never heard of it. It's not been a, wasn't very big on is Broadway. It like an old school rock and roll? Like it sounds kind of like, isn't All Shook Up like a music lyric? Yes. Okay. <laughs> do you know what, do you know what, who sang the for song that reason, it's in? For some reason it makes me think of Beatles, but I don't think that's right. Is no. Like Elvis? Okay, it's Elvis. Yeah, it's yeah, Elvis. Right. Okay. And so All Shook Up is a story that is a um, modern telling or a modern taking the ideas of Twelfth Night, Okay. Uh, Shakespeare's uh, comedy story, and presenting that all in a more modern tone, setting, mm-hmm. and idea to Elvis music. Elvis. Awesome. Elvis's music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a... It was on Broadway for maybe like less than a year. It didn't get a whole lot of big hits. It won a couple of awards, Mm -hmm. but all in all, it was a pretty small show. However, what people have realized is that it is a fantastic movie for um, small productions to put on, such as high schools, uh, college performances, that kind of stuff. Uh, The reason for this is it has a very large cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, The main cast consists of like nine to ten people. Um, so if you have a whole bunch, whole bunch of talented actors and actresses that just want to be on stage yeah. and practice, it's a great show for it's that. It's a way to get kids a lot of good practice. Mm-hmm. It That's has, nice. like I mentioned, it's all based around um, music from Elvis. So, mm-hmm. uh, Blue Suede Shoes, um, Jailhouse Rock, yeah, uh, All Shook Up, all of these songs are in it. Uh, so people that are just like coming to see the show that might not know a whole lot about it mm. will get a very familiar vibe once they when they're, once yeah. they're in the seats and it's like oh okay i know this one i never thought of marrying elvis and um shakespeare, shakespeare but it has a pretty cool idea right it's a very like it's kind of like highbrow and lowbrow mixed together at the same time mm-hmm. <laughs> so the uh yeah the story follows um this character by the name of Chad, mm-hmm. uh, who's supposed to be like our Elvis persona and kind of the main guy, who shows up to this quiet little town out in the middle of the country um, and essentially introduces them to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. So through songs like uh, uh, Heartbreak Hotel and uh, Blue Suede Shoes, mm-hmm. it, like the town is starting to get more 
excited and like dance vibes. It almost sounds like a little bit like Footloose. It's, yes, exactly. <laughs> because well, just like Footloose, there's this mayor that's going around that yeah. just doesn't doesn't want this newfangled music in yeah. here. Um, so uh, it's a very fun story. It's very lighthearted, um, and it has the it does the classic Broadway. Um, ending of like everyone ends up happy in the yeah. end it's well, all i mean isn't it like shakespeare's comedy is usually in with people getting married is yes it? okay and then like i know too a lot of shakespeare comedies there's a lot of like people dressing up as the opposite gender does that happen in... yeah so twelfth night is if you're thinking of you know shakespeare comedies that's that's what happens twelfth mm. night is the one where it happens the most okay yeah so you have um in the original story of twelfth night which i saw at uh when i was in high school you have um, a girl whose name I don't remember mm-hmm. um, washing up on an island okay. and she needs to fit in or she needs to uh, get the help or advice of someone else but realizes that everybody will recognize her if she's, you know, mm-hmm. like the girl that she is because she's very famous. So she dresses up as a guy. Okay. Um, in this, in uh, All Shook Up, you have a this new guy that comes to town mm-hmm. and this girl... See, this is where I should have reviewed the script. I believe uh, this girl wants to get his attention and to get her to get him to take her like out of town and go travel with him and like leave leave the this, this, this small sleepy city. Uh, so she dresses up as a as a guy to kind of be his bro. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, along this time, there's this super nerdy guy by the name of Dennis who's also there who's trying to hang out with the cool guy as well and uh, kind of there like their meshing together is really funny because you know cool guy cool guy nerdy guy uh comedy expounds okay so there's like a neat dynamic between these groups yeah okay. so um this kind of outlaw uh not not really outlaw but crazy wild guy that nobody uh expects shows up so uh anyways all that to be said i'm going to go see the show at uh NKU, Northern Kentucky University, up okay. uh, in, near Cincinnati. That's neat. So it's a college production. Yeah, it's a college That's production. Um, I've been to their shows before. They have a they have a pretty good theater program. Mm-hmm. Um, the production quality is very high, and the tickets are very cheap for wow. for the quality That's that really it is. Good. Yeah, I, I saw Jesus Christ Superstar at NKU a long, long time oh, okay, ago. Okay, okay. And I like the music, but the thing that disappointed me about it was that the the production was like really slim. So mm. it felt more like people performing a concert than like an actual musical. Oh, okay. So it was mostly like just people, like the microphones, like they didn't have the ones that tied. Like, oh, so they were actually holding Yeah, like, they were just mics? like on like stands or like holding hand mics. And it just, yeah, like this, hmm. there was like very, it was very hard to do the whole like suspension of disbelief. But I'm glad that, um, that, NKU has uh, evolved in terms of their <laughs> yeah yeah I've we again we saw oh, I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show there I've seen a couple other shows yeah, you were in a college gone. you were in a college production at U of L weren't you I was I was in a, a <laughs> <laughs> sorry we almost lost our mic there um I was in a production of uh what did we do Guys and Dolls yeah no, not Guys and Dolls All Shook Up and hairspray. Okay. When I was in college, so like, is there a difference between college, high school, or college uh, theater productions and high school theater productions? Uh, depends on who you're going through. So okay. my my productions were all like this 
side like side group that didn't actually have theater majors in their productions so it was all like very muted like not high quality theater Mm -hmm. but we were just having fun that it was essentially the same level as you would expect a high school production to be um nku's productions or at least this one is mostly theater students Mm -hmm. uh students that are in nku's theater program so it's like a much higher quality the voices are great the choreography they're they have a small stage there's not really a whole lot of choreography except for you know uh what you'd expect in a normal dancing uh show but uh the quality of the sets costumes is pretty it's pretty high it seems like a kind of an insane amount of work and effort to put into Mm -hmm. something that's kind of like a side project but i guess it's like all for the love well yeah i mean it's 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 the same idea of like (laughs) yeah we'll put in Artists will put in a lot of work for their craft if yeah. they enjoy it. No, that's true. I agree. I, I think it's I think it's neat that um that colleges give people that opportunity and especially like even if people aren't mm-hmm. necessarily theater majors, like give them that opportunity to put on a show. Yeah, it but, was actually it's funny because I was I'm still a fan. I'm still well, I'm on I'm in the Facebook group for yeah. the uh, for that group where I get notifications from them. Mm-hmm. They're actually also putting on All Shook Up at Louisville this weekend. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's cool. So so that's kind of like the, the – it's, it's it's funny. It's almost like a cliched kind of um, production, I guess, just because it involves so many people. But mm-hmm. if it's a good production and people put their hearts into it, I'm sure it's a lot of fun to watch. Yep. It's all, and it's all very, like, upbeat, happy Do music. Do you know when it came out, like, originally? Oh, it's very recent. It's like – uh, well, I so I did it in high school, so it was mm-hmm. before 2010. Okay. So it was probably around 2008, uh, 2007, gotcha. 2008. Okay, because what I was kind of imagining was like from the 70s or the 80s, and there was like a lot of 50s nostalgia <laughs> going on. But I guess it picked up steam after that. Yeah, yeah, cool. it, it was kind of like a new modern retelling, and mm-hmm. uh, I was looking up the like who How wrote did they the get story. The money for all the licensing because it seems like. I guess the Elvis estate was just very generous and like letting people, because it seems like super expensive to put on something with like that kind of level of like popular music. Yeah, um, I don't. Let's see, I don't think it would have been a dom- pop, uh, domain Public yet. Domain, yeah. yeah, but I believe since they're all like retellings, or yeah. it's because it's well, not exactly Elvis's song, so it's like covers. Yeah, I guess that's true too. Because I think even when Elvis did them himself, they weren't like. His original, yeah. yeah. Like he was doing covers himself. So I guess whoever owns them or they're like, yeah, they might be considered like folk songs almost mm-hmm. at this point. So yeah, so it's all um uh, they're all essentially covers of his songs, but they're it's a very upbeat show. It's very yeah, happy, energetic, bright, um and just a very fun show. Uh I'd recommend going to see it at Louisville or uh wherever you're at. Yeah. Um I don't know like how much they're actually advertising it, but you'll probably hear of a production at some point. Yeah. Some high school near you will be doing it within the next year or two. Uh, like I said, because I because yeah, it sounds really neat. Does anybody get to throw their hanky out into the crowd? Um, no, there's um, no. I think I the most provocative do that because you would probably run out of hankies after a while. Yeah, <laughs> like sixty shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get a lot of what is it? There's there's quite a bit of cross dressing. There's um. Uh, a lot of confusing, uh, was it confusing kissing? Yeah, uh, it's very, it's very interesting show. It's neat. I think it's neat that people are still adapting Shakespeare too, because I know, um, like in the '90s, there was a series of movies that were all Shakespeare. Oh, uh, okay. like um, 
10 Things I Hate About You was the Taming of the Shrew. Oh, yeah. I think um, there's a few other ones, too, but I can't remember mm-hmm. all of them. So, but, so <laughs> think of that and then brought to like this. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to mention uh, Joe DiPetrio was yeah. the guy that wrote the book for it. So he did. He was the guy that wrote the script, uh, mm-hmm. the music, all that. He also did Memphis, which is... One of is probably his more famous show. Yeah, um, that sounds like it's about of us too. Then it is. It's okay. about that whole um, like rock and roll kind of music music style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wrote Memphis, and then also I love you. You're perfect. Now change, <laughs> which is I believe Louisville. Uh, so Cardinals Appreciation for Musical Theater or Camped, which is the yeah. group that's doing it, also did. <laughs> that show like the last two years or so they must really like this guy i guess so mm-hmm. they must have a good deal going on with him. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that yeah well um we can start wrapping things up a little bit um thank you guys so much for listening mm-hmm. uh our intro and outro music is by danosongs.com so thanks dano if you guys uh, need any royalty free music for your project that's an excellent uh, resource to use uh, if you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is uh, to support American Fantastic on Patreon. Uh, keep your earbuds warm and cozy with our love and gratitude. And like the sign mm-hmm. says, anything helps. Um, you guys can also share the Hip Square with anybody that you think would dig the show. Um, word of mouth is a really good way uh, to spread the word all about us. And um, you can also talk, uh, visit AmericanFantastic.com for more of our audio content. Uh, there's uh, all the old episodes of Hip Squared and the American Fantastic Radio Hour on there. You can find uh, writing, visual artists, photography, all kinds of good stuff. Um, we also want to thank Mayplex Monk for our audio production today. If you guys want to check out uh, makeplunksmonk.com, uh, that's a really good resource for artists to use if you want to see what uh, Maple is up to. You can do that. You can also join the creative community on Facebook. Uh, it's another great way to get connected with artists all around the world. Uh, Troy, is there anything else that you'd like to say? No, I think you got it all, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to Hip Squared, and we will catch you next time. Toodles. Toodles. Toodles.